Internets, before we get started with this week's episode, okay, shouts to everybody that's been checking out the last couple of episodes. I mean, Armand Asante, Terrell Hicks, um, I mean, Cynthia, the freestyle singer. I mean, just just so many amazing... You never know who's going to be on a premium Petro. For those who've been rocking out with me since day one, salute. If you just joined today, welcome, okay? When I say you never know who's going to be on the premium Petro, could be an actor, athlete, entrepreneur, but one thing for sure... You're going to hear great stories, learn something, and 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 I'd probably say most definitely be inspired. Internets, let me tell you something. Whenever I tell you, open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Let me know where you're listening from. I love, last week we had uh, uh, Melbourne, Australia, they're always on. We had Amsterdam, uh, Russia. J- listen, shouts to Jakarta. I never in my life think I... You know, I had a bunch of people send me pictures of like being on a train or a bus or in their car uh, listening to an episode in Jakarta. Something as a Brooklyn kid that I never thought um, I would actually see. So I'm humbled by it. And I want to let you know, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, check the fucking, let me know where you're listening from. Um, I love when people let me know what they're listening from and what they got going on. More importantly, we're still in, you know, vaccines are going out and, and, and some people are taking them, but we're still living in a pandemic in all different places of the world. Some are open more than others. Some are not. So I do want to send, um, my prayers and blessings to you and your family. Stay safe. Um, but stay smart. More importantly. Now, before we get to this week's episode, I do want to shout everybody out that has been, uh, buying the pasta sauce. 100-year-old family recipe. It's vegan. It's organic. It's gluten-free. It's GMO-free. It's all that. And it's um, just really been amazing to see that this thing has been shipped all over the world. Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com. Again, that's Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com. 100-year-old family recipe. Amazing on eggplant, lasagna, spaghetti, turkey spaghetti. However you however you like. You could even use it as a dipping for mozzarella sticks, um, galamad, um, or as some people might say, what did he say? I said calamari. Okay, my bad. Um, Italians like to make their own words up. Um, but anyway, listen, it's been it's been it's been special to keep on putting out these episodes. So make sure you rate, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay, dig back in the catalog, and if you mess with and here's another thing I want to tell you: if you mess with the premium picture when we have ads on these shows, please go out and support them. If you fuck with the show, then support the ads or show up and show out. Internet, I don't really even need to say anymore, okay? Because the guest we're about to have on is none other than the legendary Big Daddy Kane, okay? Um, growing up, Kane was such an influence to me. Long Live the Kane, one of my favorite albums. Um, I mean, <laughs> just, just a hell of an artist, right? You know what I mean? Just a hell of a journey, hell of a career. Now, the only thing I do want to say is we did a Zoom. I don't... I haven't done many Zooms, so sometimes it's hard to find people's mannerisms like I do, but we made it work, and we made it do what it do. So let me just actually shut up. I don't got nothing else to say except internets. I present to you this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with the legendary, the iconic Brooklyn Zone, one of the greatest MCs of our time, Big Daddy Kane. Yo, what's good? This is Big Daddy Kane. For those that can spell, that's the B-I-G-D-A-D-D-Y-K-A-N-E. And right now you are checking out the Premium Peach Show. Brooklyn, stand up.
Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show man i am so excited kane let me tell you something okay you already know what it is my brother okay i am so excited to be sitting down here to do an episode with not only uh one of brooklyn's finest okay not only one of the greatest mcs of our time okay but more important, not only one of the greatest chefs of our time, okay? You understand, <laughs> internets, if you don't know, Kane is one hell of a cook, okay? Okay, you understand? I don't think you know. And, of course, 33, yo, is it 33 years of long live the Kane? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, something like, yeah. Internets. Yeah, yeah, 33 years, yeah. The one and only Big Daddy Kane. Welcome to the Premium Peach Show, my brother. Glad to be here, man. Listen, Kane. I love that you're wearing this shirt. You, we're going to take him back, and then we're going to bring him here, and then we're going to tell him about this amazing scripted podcast that you're working on um, that is going to be coming out soon. Shouts to MC Search. Shouts to your whole team. Um, I love it, man. Um, I got a chance to listen to it. I, I, I thought it was incredible. Um, I actually may... You know what I'll do? I'll play a little snippet. I'll ask Search, but maybe I'll play a little snippet in, in this when this episode drops uh, just to let the people know what they're up against. You know what I mean? No um, doubt, no doubt. So listen, when we talk about Big Daddy Kane, and we talk about somebody who grew up in Brooklyn, for those that don't know, listen, Kane, some people may not know your journey. Some people will, and they'll learn a little bit more. But but when we, t- I want to take it back for one second. You grew up in Brooklyn, right? Where'd you grow up in Brooklyn? Bed-Stuy. You know, um, at that time, have you ever had a chance to come back to Brooklyn and look at how different it is from the time you grew up to now, Kane? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, um... I saw a major change. I was out there filming, uh, I believe, last, yeah, last year. And, yeah, it, it was, it, it's, like, I mean, on my old block, I was filming. And, like, yeah, it's a lot of whole, like, there's, like, I got a little uh, coffee shops and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a lot different. A whole lot they got different. avocado toast. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Think, <laughs> things just change. You, you know, you think about a young, a young, young Big Daddy Kane in Brooklyn. What what did you even have in mind to do at a teenager's age? You know what I mean? Um, well, I mean, as a teenager, you know, uh, hip-hop was something that was new and fresh. And, you know, it was just getting introduced to the radio and, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, all the block parties, you know, seeing that stuff, you know. It was, it was something new, so it, it was def- definitely was something that fascinated me, you know. You know, a lot of people back then said that uh, hip-hop was a fad, you know? Um, they, they felt like it was something that maybe would have expired. Um, listen, oh. hip-hop is, is living as long as almost Kane has lived. Um, it's crazy to see. rock and roll, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kane, I'll be honest with you. I mention you all the time when I talk a, a, about hip-hop, and I'm going to tell you why. 
A lot of people, I speak about my daughter. My daughter's going to be 21. All her favorite artists, they're dying quickly. Like, meaning like every one of her artists that she liked either uh, overdosed, got shot, got killed. I'll tell them, I said, people I grew up loving and listening to, like Big Dad, I'm watching them have great goatees. You know what I mean? Like, I'm watching them get uh, get older. And I, and, I, and I value that, right? Because, you know, hip-hop, like, you know, they try to say sometimes it's a young man's game. But it should be a game for everybody that contributes, and 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 you know, you think about all that you contributed over these years, Kane. I mean, honestly, from a kid from Brooklyn, you ever look back and say to yourself, like, man, what a what a journey. I mean, there's still a lot to go, but from a kid from Brooklyn to where you have gone today, it's crazy when we think about it. No, I mean, it's it's been an interesting, exciting journey, you know, and, and educational, an educational journey as well. You know, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot, done a lot, done a lot, made mistakes, um, created some beautiful music and beautiful situations, man. You know, but yeah. You know, when we think about thirty-three years of long live the cane. You know, I remember actually buying that shit on cassette. Um, you know, you think about even the cover. Like, who shot that cover? Like, how? how who? Who thought about to make that cover? Uh, that was a gentleman named George Dubose. He's a great photographer. He did several album covers for me, but um, I, I really, I really love and respect the vision he had on Long Lip to Cane, you know, because it was just regal and royal, you know. You know, a lot of it's it's crazy too because like a lot of people may not even realize that. Well, some people who know know, but. You produce probably, I would say, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, like 90% of Long Live the Cane, you know? So to be oh, yeah. an MC, write, and then produce, I mean, that's incredible. Except I think, um, who did, uh, who did Raw? Um, 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 what's his name? 45, right? 40, uh, set it off. No, set it, off? Uh, set it off. Yeah, yeah, 45 King did set it off. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and so there may have been one or two songs you didn't produce on that album. Um, yeah, um, set it off. Um, Marley did I'll Take You There <clears throat> and um The Day of Mind. You know. And, um, you know, when yeah. we think about Molly Mall and how 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 big he's been to your career, you know, uh first of all, you still speak to Molly? I just I talked to Molly like a, no, like a week ago. I think like a week ago. Oh nice. Nice. Yeah. You think about like, you know, when when did y'all meet? Like how did that happen? Um well, the first time I met Marley was actually in Power Play Studio, but he didn't know who I was. He just knew that I was some dude there with Bismarck Key, you know, because um, I wasn't introduced as an MC or anything. It's just introduced as Biz friend. They, I didn't really, really meet Marley until the day that Biz was supposed to record Nobody Beats the Biz, because um, I took the train to Marley House to meet him there with the lyrics, but Biz didn't show up. And, you know, me and Marley began talking and, um, you know, I told him, you know, what I was there for. And, you know, um, he um, <laughs> I mean, it was a funny situation, you know, because, I mean, he was talking to me with the chain on the door. You know, he he, he didn't want to let me in. That's you know, I, I trying to explain to him. I, I took the train all the way from Brooklyn to Queens. And he like, Biz ain't here. I don't know what to tell you, money. And I just gave him the lyrics. I was like, all right, well, when he show up, these are the lyrics he's supposed to be doing today. And then he said, you be writing for Biz? I was like, you know, I wrote that. He asked me, how did it go? Then he asked me, do I rhyme? He said, let me hear something. And I spit a verse for him. Then he said, yo, you want to come in and record something? 
He invited me in and we started working. Man, just like that. Like, you know, it's crazy too, because like, you know, he could have closed the door and 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 who knows, Kane, maybe, maybe we ain't sitting here, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, anything could happen. <laughs> but when you think about Biz too, you know, I know that you wrote a lot of songs from, but Biz is Biz is also te- Biz also, I feel like Biz got comfortable that somebody as good as you was writing. Because Biz can write too, right? You know, like, like Absolutely. you know, but yeah. You know, yeah. but when you think about some of the, like, I remember you telling a story um, a while ago about Biz and, and, and picking boogers and how to, how to, like, when he comes up with these names or things like this and you were able to, like, did you, did you make sure you had that funny writing for him? Because he's like, you know, picking boogers. We say, I go up in there, catch a winner, you know, like. Yeah, well, oh, the, the go up your nose and pickle. That was, that was Biz's line. Like, that was pretty much the only thing he gave me. He was, I was like, what do you mean picking boogers? And he's like, just tell some stories about me picking boogers. He said, but whatever you do, just somewhere in there, just put, hey, mom, what's for dinner? Go up your nose and pick a winner. I'm like, yeah, I guess. No doubt. Yeah. First of all, First of all, how is Biz? Have you spoke to him? You know, I know he's dealing with some health issues. Is you know, do you know if he's okay or? I spoke to Biz. I want to say it may have been a month ago, probably like a no, maybe probably like a month and a half ago. Um, last time that I I spoke to him, but um, he's doing a lot better. He's doing a lot better. Okay. Prayers up for Bismarck Internet. Make sure you put some prayers up for Bismarck and his family. You know, um, even when you think, yo, who produced, who, did you write uh, Nobody Beats the Biz? Yeah, like um, uh, 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 a lot of it. Um, but I mean, you know, it's uh, once again, that's biz. You know, yo. all that's biz. That's like, that's not my concept. Yep, yep, that's yep, biz yep. like saying, yep. I want to make Nobody a song. Nobody Beats the Biz. Yep. Yeah, I want to make a song called uh, uh, Nobody Beats the Biz. And I want to use the Nobody Beats the Wiz um, slogan. But I want the style to be like a zuka 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 Like this is what he's telling me, you know. So he he had it all planned in his mind, you know. It's just a matter of you know executing, you know. Yeah, biz uh, biz is definitely a character, you know. There's so many different people in hip hop, right? You know what I mean? You'll 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 have your serious MCs, you'll have your characters, you'll like his personality is fun, man. So I'm glad you you know. It's funny how his life helped create a lot of yours, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. just to, to, just I would have never known how to write yep. songs if it wasn't for Biz, you know? Because, I mean, I, I I was just a battle rapper, you know? I would have never knew how to really structure a song if it wasn't for Biz. You know, when when you think about when I mentioned a teenager in Brooklyn, um, you know, you go to Molly's, you're writing with Biz, but before that, did you have any regular job? Like, did you have, like, that you worked? Uh, yeah, my last job, I was, um, delivering fruits and vegetables to like the fruit stands. Like I get on a truck uh, with another cat, like four in the morning and we ride up to Hunts Point Market and get crates of fruits and vegetables and load them on the truck then come back to Brooklyn and drop them off at like three different fruit stand locations. And then from there, I just grabbed my book bag out the back seat, head to school. Mm, mm. Now, I know your pops was a big uh, inspiration for you, um, you know, just in general of how fly he was, how he used to dress. 
Um, more important, I remember you telling me like you used to drink a lot of, you know, like you drink and kick it with him. You know what I mean? Like just a real, I, I you know, I know he was uh, some, you know, somebody that you considered to be very special. When you think about your kids, right? You know, and I see, you know, do you, do you parent different, or because y'all had such a good relationship, you just you, you use a lot of that that pops did with you? Because some, because I'll be honest with you, I love my pops, but he was raised by a pops that wasn't from here, drank a lot, like, you know what I mean? Didn't have that type of love, love feeling. Like, you know, a lot of these fathers, when you keep on going generations down, didn't really say, I love you or how you feeling today or, 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 or the way you are with your little one. And I'm with my little one where it's like, you know, we're more lovable. We're more around. Like I take him to swim school back then when I had my daughter, I remember people being like, why are you here? And like a guy, like, picking them up or being at the gymnastic class, it was like kind of like not normal. So I love that we as men are really in our kids' life and that presence, you know, that presence. Instead of presence buying them, we giving them our, like ourselves. So, you know, explain that relationship with your father. Let the internet know how important that was to you. But more importantly, how have that helped you as being a parent? I mean, my um, my pops, he, he's not the type to sit and tell me that he loved me either. <laughs> That's not his style. You know, I mean, he's, he's really from the South, you know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, you know, Southern country boy, man, you know, at heart. So that's, that's not his style at all. You know? Um, so I, nah, I, I didn't get that at home. You know, me and him got like super duper cool once I was, you know, like grown really, you know? Um, he just was like, just, he just was like, you know, just a fly dude that I really looked up to, you know what I mean? And most importantly, he hung in there. He stayed there with my mother. You know, they, you know, they was together until my mom's passed, you know? Mm, they made so, it work. They made it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I I, have nothing but love and respect for my father. Nah, he not the type to give me no hug and say, I love you, son. Yeah. That shit ain't happening. <laughs> not even today. Isn't it crazy you know? how how you are with your kid versus when I you mean, think back? Well, you know, I, 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 I tell my, my kids that I love them. You know, I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, you know, I just, I just think differently. You know, I think differently. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, um, I have, you know, like I, I disciplined them the same way yep. that my father disciplined me. But I mean, you know, I, I, I want them to feel, you know, I want them to really feel the love, you know, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that, you know, like, you know, all the, the tough love is necessary 24 seven. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah. they have, to, you know, they have to know what, you know, that they achieved something, you know, that they did good, that you're proud of them, you know. That's, you know, that must have been special, too, for you to have a career, you know, because as a young kid, right, you sometimes we don't know what we want to do. And then you have an amazing career. And I'm sure that has been able to help you kind of provide a life for the kids. I like give them what you really didn't have, you know. Like Absolutely. that had to be special. Take them on trips, right? You know what I mean. Especially when you're an entertainer. Think about it. Okay, I'm sure you took your kids to London or or wherever. You know what I mean? Like to perform or wh- wherever you're performing. Um, you know how special has that been to like, like involve your kids in in your life, right? And 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 at the end of the day, the crazy thing is funny though. You know, like you could be Big Daddy Kane's, but to your kids, like you just you're your dad. You know what I mean? Like it's like, like I try to tell people this. It don't matter who you are or how big you are, to your kids, they're going to be like, that's just dad. My daughter, 
doesn't think like she's like ah he's he's getting old he this but the friends are like damn your father got all these sneakers he this he that you know like they look at you like as something different you know how have the kids looked at your career you know what I mean and all the things you've done uh I mean he acknowledges it but yeah absolutely he he sees me as dad you know you know or in his words dad you know he don't really pronounce that last D <laughs> but I mean you know. That's the way he looks at me. But, I mean, I really, in his mind, I, I think that he's like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's my turn now. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he ready to step out and shine, you know? Yeah. You know, what, what did mom do uh, growing up? Uh, my mother, she was, a, she was a registered nurse. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, and what was pops doing? Truck driver. My pops was a truck driver. Nice, nice. But let yeah. me ask you, where did he get? Because that's one thing I love about you, Kane is, you know, a lot of Brooklyn dudes, we all have different styles. But mm -hmm. you have, like, like really crushed the, the two, three-piece suit, the fedora, you know what I mean? The the vest, right? The just, just suited and booted, right? Just, like, some real gentleman shit, right? Um, you know, with, Pops as a truck driver, I remember you saying one time, telling me one time, like, this dude used to have double-breasted, five-vest-like suits. Like, where was he going that he was rocking this you know what I mean? Like he was just going out, like hanging out with friends, or that's just how he rolled when he was off of work. I mean, yeah, he he get off of work, get dressed, and like him and his boys, like there was like Brooklyn hangout spots on um, like um the Transit Hall, um Brown Sugar, Sugar Hill. You know, there Classic. was like you know, yeah, spots they used to go to. You know, him and his him him and his boys they go hang out all suited and booted, and, you know. Come back in drunk as hell, singing Al Green songs, you know, four o'clock in the morning when he coming through the door, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know? Yeah. When you told your pops that you wanted to be a rapper, an MC, what if what the fuck did he say to you? Um, you know, my pops, you know, he's more or less the type that's like, you know, like, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, do what you gotta do, just don't fuck with my Heineken in the refrigerator. Mm. Mm. You mm. know. Mm. That's you know he's more or less that tight you know. Well, well, you d you did some things and you didn't mess with the Heineken. You know, <laughs> even when you think you think about your career, Kane, as and and how long are we talking? Thirty three years is long of the Kane. You know, are we saying thirty three years in the game? But a little bit more. No, nah, well, I mean you know Raw came out 36. a year before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know like times on the road with Biz and DJ and for Shante, you know. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. So yeah, so there's a lot of work uh put in. But when you think when do you when did you personally feel like like you were an artist, right? Like that you arrived, right? That you were good enough to take this shit to the next level. Or more importantly, that you were good enough to be respected by your peers. Like when do you do you remember like when you feel like you arrived? Like, you know what I mean? Um like that it was really real, like that you were able to like provide and like I'm sure you know like with pops do you have any like were you able to buy them anything that you you know what I mean or buy something for yourself that you were really like wow well I mean you know, I mean you know stuff like that you know don't really mean nothing you know um you know cause, I mean you know you don't have to be an artist you can be a drug dealer to do that sure you know sure. um I think like when I, I I was in the studio with Patty LaBelle um, recording feels like another one and she actually cooked food for me that she brought to the studio and mm. you know pulling hot sauce out of her purse you know asking did I want to put some on the greens and 
I'm like, yo, this is Patty LaBelle. <laughs> she just Patty motherfucking cool. LaBelle. You know? That's I mean, crazy. Like, yeah, like that really, that was one of those moments where I felt like, yo, you are really here. Like, you are really here. That'd be one of those You know, moments. I mean, listen, it's always special to have those type of moments. Um, you know, also when you think about Long Live the Cane, when you put that out, do you remember the day that they put that shit out? Do you, like, like, do you remember like the first time you heard like on the radio or like, you know, do you remember that day? Uh, I remember the first time I heard uh, Just Rhyming with Biz on the radio. I remember the first time hearing that. Um, uh, yeah, we was over at my, my boy Body Crib. And um, it was me and my, my man Mad Money Murph. And Mr. Magic played on the radio. And we was like, yo, that's my joint. That's my, they was like, oh. And then we just, no, yeah, we sat, we listened to it. And like, they just, like my boys are just screaming. And after it went off, we just ran back to the corner store, bought like more 40 ounces, came back, sat on the steps, just talking like, yo, man, it's about to happen, kid. It's about to go down. Yeah, I knew you was going to make it. But these are cats that I went to high school with, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, 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 when you think about, you know, you know, it's crazy when you think about the influence that you had on Jay-Z and, and, and then you think about like how much influence, like, you know, when he, when you started rapping fast on what, what song was that? But you mentioned before that, like he, you, you took a, like you liked a little fast thing, but then I said to myself, yo, aren't, isn't Jay or you like only one year older than each other? It's crazy of how much influence you had on him when y'all not that far apart from age. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, um, I had been in the game a little longer, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, I think that that's, that's what it was more about, you know, about the seasoning as opposed to um, how old you are, you know? You know, you, know I, you think about, but what about when he mentioned, you know, three cuts and eyebrow, you know, I think I told you this story, but well, well, first off, do you, when you heard that, did you know that was coming, that he was giving you a shout? Uh, no, I honestly didn't. I, I had no idea. You know, um, I, I can't remember. Somebody told me, yo, Jay mentioned you in his new song. And then I heard it and I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that's what's up. That's dope. That's dope. Have you seen, have you seen him since then? Since then? Yeah, I've seen Jay since then. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy too because I don't think you understand. Well, I think you do, but I don't think like how crazy this could be. And I, I think I told you the story, but... You know, three cuts in your eye trying to wild out, you know? And you think about just even how you had that. I remember being a young kid, about 15 years old, and we had moved over. I grew up in Coney Island, and then we moved to Bensonhurst. Crazy times. Like, meaning, like, it was 1990. It was wild. And I went into my barber, and I was like, yo, do me a favor. Put three cuts in my eyebrow. And he said, what are you trying to be, black? And I said, nah. Trying to be like Kane. Dead ass. I, I told you this a while ago, but the crazy thing is when you think about how the style really transcended to people. Really, you know, kind of like became like this superhero, right? You know, you think about it. Like, it's like almost like um, 
it, it, it's just crazy of how all these years that you put in, like nobody, this is a marathon, Kane. Nobody ever thought it'll be this, you know, you'll have this much body of work, this much time, this, you know, hip hop, like we were saying, like I remember Ralph, uh, Ralph McDaniels telling me that they were telling him, ah, this is going to end soon. It's probably a fad, we, you know. And then to where we are today, I said to myself, man, it's like the influence you had on artists, the influence you had on people, you know what I mean? And and it's just, it's a powerful thing. It's, and, and I'm sure you get it wherever you go, right? You know, I'm sure people give you your roses. Would you say that people give you your roses? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get a lot of love from the people, man, and I, I deeply appreciate it, absolutely. I mean, it's what you have put out there too, Kane, though, to be honest. Like, you put a lot of love out there, right? You know what I mean? Like, you don't... You're not a dude into drama. You know what I mean? You're a straight MC spitting. You know what I mean? Like you don't bother anybody. You cook, you spit, and you and you go about your business with your family. You know, it's like somebody like that. Part, yeah. you, you, you can never deny that. You know, I, I do want to say, um, when we think about Long Live the King, and then we keep on going down, you think about the time that you met Biz. And I, you know, this is now you met Biz in like Fulton Street, right? In the Albee Square Mall. Yeah, now I'm school more. You know, the first time you meet him, what did you think of Biz? Um, I thought that Biz had an amazing sense of humor, you know, and I I, I loved his 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 flow. You know, he had this real lazy flow, you know, and you know he was saying a lot of funny rhymes, you know. So I you know I, I thought he was dope. I enjoyed him. You know, I was like, you know, he got a, a different style, you know, something I'm not used to because I'm used to, like, yeah. I, I'm used to battle rapping, you know, so I thought he had a unique style. You know, especially for somebody who raps so well, and, you know, I know you, you've said this before, sometimes when you're so hard as a rapper, I remember you saying that you were spitting like crazy and the crowd was like, kind of like just standing there. And that's why you had to learn to dance and move and have... And have and have the the entourage you have, and then have the dances you have. Oh no 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 no! What happened was, um, you know, Biz used to like for me to say these funny rhymes on stage. I, this is this is before we even made records. We did we didn't have neither yeah. one of us had a deal at that time. And Biz liked for me to say these funny rhymes on stage, you know. And you know, I was cool with it until this one particular night. Um, we was opening up for Doug and Rick. And I'm like, you know, that's what Slick Rick is known for. He's known for the funny rhymes about girls. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I look like I'm biting if I do that on stage. I don't I don't want to do that tonight. I'd rather just rhyme. And Biz was telling me, trust me, it's going to work. It's going to work. And I said, okay. But I knew I wasn't going to listen. So when he started beatboxing, I just started spitting real rhymes, you know, like real, like, like battle type rhymes. I just started spitting. And people started just walking around, just walking away, you know, like paying us no attention. Biz was hot. He was furious. But I learned that, you know, okay, you need to listen to dude. You know what I'm saying? He's more seasoned than you. He understands how the crowd is, you know. So, you know, from that point on, you know, I never really disputed Biz again. You know, you also hung around with a a, a lot of dudes, um, especially ones that you really shouldn't mess with. Not meaning you, meaning the internet's. What what made you what made you like kind of bring them on to the mix? Like what made you what what triggered like a, a light bulb in you to do that? You know. Um. Well, you know these brothers that you know I see every day in the Iowa Square Mall. You know, I, I I you know be in the mall and I be around these cats on the regular, man. You know, 
So I see them, you know. So I mean, now I'm doing something, you know. I want, I wanted to show them a different lifestyle, you know. It was this type of thing where it's like, you know, I want to, you know, so you get a chance to see on on the road, you know, just just being out of the hood, away from the hood, doing something different, you know what I'm saying? Something, you know, that's not the norm, you know, exposing to something different. That's all. Yeah, that's a powerful thing. I think, uh, you know, when we think about that, particularly in hip hop. It's a powerful thing. I remember Riz is saying that he had an uncle that his family used to send him down to Florida, but it just got him out of the hood. It gave him a different mindset. You know what I mean? It, it opened his mind to different things. And, you know, I think about that a lot, Kane, to be honest with you. It, even as like a person from Brooklyn, sometimes I value the dudes from the neighborhood, but they never been off the block. You know what I mean? They never really went anywhere, you know, and, and, and. You know, it's uh, it's really powerful when when you're a kid from the neighborhood and you were able to travel all over. I mean, look, passport. How many passports you been through, Kane? I don't know, man. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I've been through enough of them though. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the type of thing where you know, um, on the block, you can easily get stuck. You can get trapped. You know, that can become your life, and you just become a product of your environment. So therefore, you know, when cats get a chance to see and be exposed to different things, you know, you start to think different. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be here. I don't, you know, I want to do something more. I want to do something else. You know, and that's all you can really hope for. Yeah. Now, you were part of Rush Management back then? Yeah, yeah. I was you part were, of you were on the roster? How did that happen? How did that happen? Um... The Public Enemy Tour, uh, Bring the Noise, Bring the Noise Tour. Um, like, the order of the show was Eazy-E, Stetsasonic, EPMD, Big Daddy Kane, Public Enemy. Then somewhere in the middle of the tour, they switched the order. Where I was going on before EPMD. And um, I asked Chuck D about it. And he said that it was Leo Cohen. He said Leo Cohen um, did that. And I was like, you know, who is Leo Cohen? And he told me who he was. And I was like, okay. So when we had a break from the tour, I went to um, go find Leo, but he wasn't in Rush office. He was at a restaurant up the block. And we went to the restaurant. It was me and a couple of my peoples and whatnot. And we surrounded his table. And um, I asked him about it. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is you doing, man? You know? And Leo said, he said, I mean, you're, you're not Russian, Kane. Because that's what he used to call his artists, Russians. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. You're not Russian, Kane. I, 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 it's, it's nothing personal. I just have to take care of my artists. I mean, if you was one of my artists, I'd do the same thing to you. I mean, but, you know, I, this is this is what I do to, um, you know, to, to, to take care of my artists, you know? I mean, I, I, I understand you, you know, you got your people here, you know, just, you know, you got to do something, you know, you know, go ahead and do it, you know? And then I just told them, you know, stand down. I said, nah, chill. I'm like, you know, we don't need to fuck him up. I want to be down yeah. with Rush. I want to be down with Rush. And how, how was we off you? Cause you know, I, I, I sat down with Ed Lover a bunch of times. He told me a story one time, Kane, that they were making $500 a week on Yo! MTV Raps, him and Dr. Dre. Leo came, they make 250000 a year that next week. 
Nah, Leo was Leo was dope like that. I mean, he's a businessman. Yep, he's a businessman. You know, I mean, and uh, cats like Leo Cohen, you can have a good relationship with if you understand that you're dealing with a businessman. Sure, you, you gotta have that mindset of who you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you can't just sit there. Oh, yeah, that's my dude, man. You know, that's my dude. That's a businessman. Sure. He, he he handles business. He make business deals, you know, and he's always thinking ahead. So, I mean, you got that understanding. Then, you know, it's, it, you know, it's never personal. But that time over there, you would say they done right by you? you, had a, you had yeah. Yeah. Leo did a great job. I mean, you know, um, a whole lot of stuff that like what you were just saying about Ed Lover, like stuff where I was getting peanuts for. Yeah. The, the, we, we added another zero or maybe yeah, two. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. You know, for a long time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, when I hear the story and I think about it and I know, you know, I know the journey, I always feel like Mr. Magic, like, always acted a little funny towards you, you know? Would you, is that something that, that you would agree with or? Nah, Magic, <laughs> Magic was but, real. Do you understand cool. why I'm saying that? Like, like I, I feel like that displayed at that time. Like, wait, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Know. Nah, it, it it happened at one particular point. It happened at one particular point, but before the whole Shannon KRS thing, uh, Magic was mad cool with me. You know, I mean, I I remember when when we did the Juice Crew tour overseas. Me and Magic was together damn near every night. Wow. Like, damn near every night, it would be me and Magic drunk as shit, man. You know? I mean, so, I mean, me and Magic was real cool. It was when um when I wouldn't get involved with the Shannon KRS thing, you know? Um, then Magic, he got upset and called me the Benedict Arnold of the Juice Crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Mr. Magic. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I said, the Benedict Arnold. Yeah. When you think about Shan, recently, I seen that you put a post up, and he put he's wild sometimes on Instagram. I like always he's making a bus, he's doing this, but I seen you put something up, and you were telling people to follow him, or you don't know what it, but you were real gentleman about it, like you are, like you are. You know how to be a gentleman. That's what I again. That's another thing that I admire about you. You're not a Brooklyn dude that needs to get all tough with someone. What the fuck is up? You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you do it very subtle. You know what I mean? I feel like you would be, you were the bigger man in that. Like, have you been able to talk to this guy and kind of like because we too old for anybody to beef. You know what I mean? I, mean, and I don't mean beef like if people are fighting, but meaning like I guess some relationships will never be you know handled, but. I, do you know what I'm talking about when a couple months ago? I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you got about. a mad followers too. That was that was funny because you got a mad he said, Thank you, Kane, for the followers. I was dying when he said that. Nah, um, you know, um, me and Shan, me and Shan, we cool. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, there's like, you know, there's, there's some people that's just, you know, um, you know, a, a, aggressive and, and like to argue. You know, it's just part of their personality. And, you know, him being one, you know, he do what he do, you know, but, it, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not tripping, sure. you know, ain't, ain't nothing to, you know, <laughs> ain't nothing to trip on, you know, but me and Shannon, him, cool. yeah. we talk, you know, we talk, we don't have no problems. Yeah. I mean, you came a long way because, you know, I remember 
um, hearing when we sat down with combat, you you're talking about how he didn't even address you as your name. You know what I mean? Um, well, that was you know back then when 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 um my career first started. But since then, like like when we was living on the same block at one point, you know, we just ended up getting cool. Like he come up to the crib, we have some drinks. I go over to his crib, you know. He let me hear some new you know music he working on, you know. We we <laughs> you know, and we start talking junk to each other, and I started really understanding him more as a person. Like like okay, this dude just like talking shit all the time. Okay, yeah. you know, okay, as you know, and you know, we got mad cool, you know. Yeah. Peace yeah, and blessings to Shan. I love, love Shan, man. Yeah, I love yeah. Shan. That's love. I love to hear that, Kane. Internet, did I ever tell you the one about Big Daddy Kane? It's a new podcast series from the Timeless Podcast Company about the life and career of Big Daddy Kane. It's hosted by MC Search, third base. You know what it is. Listen to me. Big Daddy Kane is the original Brooklyn MC that influenced a host of MCs, from Jay-Z to Biggie, Most Def, Talib Kweli, and even Joey Badass. Kane introduced New Jack Swing to hip-hop. He influenced producers like Puff Daddy to infuse hip-hop into R&B, creating superstars like Mary J. Blige and Jodeci. From what Puff heard Kane do almost a decade ago, Internets, this series will take a deep look at Kane's career, from humble beginnings in BK to his life as a stick-up kid and to those key decisions that changed his direction to become a legend in hip-hop and rap music. Internets, Kane was a sex symbol on a global level, even being invited to be a model with Naomi Campbell in Madonna's sex book, and was one of the first rappers from Brooklyn to Hollywood, from starring in his own videos to movies. Internets, listen to me. You're going to love this. Did I ever tell you the one about Big Daddy Kane? It's a new podcast series from the Timeless Podcast Company, and it's available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Go check it out. Big Daddy Kane. It's amazing. Internet, today's episode is also brought to you by Chime. Do you know what that is? Hold on, let me put you on. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hitting fees or monthly minimums, okay? I love this thing. I'm using it, and I want to tell you what I really love about it. First of all, it's fee-free overdraft on up to $100 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but better, okay? Now, you could get your paycheck benefits, stimulus checks, and tax return up to two days earlier with direct deposit. You understand? Up to two days and with direct deposit. Plus, there's no hidden fees or monthly minimums. 38,000 fee-free ATMs all over with MoneyPass and Visa plus Alliance. You understand? Fee-free ATM machines, 38,000, okay? I want you to join the millions on Chime. Sign up takes two minutes. Internet, when we have these type of advertising, if you love the Premium Pete Show, Let's sign up today. Let's support them. Let's show up and show out. Head on over, okay, to Chime.com. That's C-H-I-M-E.com forward slash premium, okay? One more time. That's Chime.com forward slash premium. Trust me. I'm only putting you on to something that is incredible and that I personally mess with. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, members of FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to the debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $100 by Chime. Early direct deposit depends on the payer. Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to Chime.com for more details. Trapital is the go-to podcast on the business behind hip-hop culture. Some of our most successful business leaders and billionaires, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Beyonce, this podcast is all about the moves made to get them and their companies where they are today. 
Internets, let me put you on to this podcast. Trapitos host Dan Runchy interviews execs from yesterday and today who make the culture what it is. He started Trapito to elevate hip-hop and recognize the growing impact it has in today's business world. If you love hip-hop, you'll love the insights dropped on each episode. Hear lessons from the folks who help make hip-hop what it is. Past guests include Master P, Steve Stout, Hovain, Hannibal Boris, and Jason Jeter, and so much more. Let's actually listen to what Dan has to tell you about Trapital. Pete, thanks for having me on, bro. I'm Dan Runcy, and I'm the host of the Trapital Podcast. Each week, I interview leading executives in the business of hip-hop, like Master P, Steve Stout, Jason Jeter, and plenty more. This is the place they come to drop their gems on the moves they made to get where they are in the game. So go find Trapital on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and more importantly, affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Internets, let me put you on. HelloFresh offers over 25 recipes to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy, with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. You could try meals ready in 20 minutes or less, lightning prep recipes, and quick breakfasts and lunches, perfect for your busy schedule. Here goes another important thing. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. Internets, I don't ever just tell you an ad just to make money. I got to believe in it. And I love HelloFresh. As an entrepreneur, it works with my schedule. And it doesn't sacrifice some fugazi meals. HelloFresh is official, great quality ingredients, and great recipes. Okay? Internets, I'm going to offer you something special. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash premium 12 Again, that's HelloFresh.com. Dot com forward slash premium p12 and get 12 free meals including free shipping internets okay if you mess with the premium p show you want to keep the lights on you want to support what we do and you also want to eat healthy good and get 12 free meals free shipping go to hellofresh.com forward slash premium p12 and thank me later now let's get back to the show cheer so i just seen on the internet the other day krs1 trying to call out big daddy kane on a versus I love KRS. I love him. I love the teacher. Love's Gonna Get You, Kane. One of my favorite fucking songs, man. He said my boy named Rob is chilling in the Benz in front of my building with the rest of his friends. I give him a pound. Ooh, I mean I shake his hand. He's a neighborhood drug dealer. My man. Yo, this dude, this dude, but, I mean, who is somebody that you would say that you would love to do it with? I mean, I would honestly love to do it with KRS. You know, I mean, KRS, you know, has 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 a body of work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, like like uh, his first three or four albums was yeah. like strong. You know, so I mean, he he um he has a body of work. Um, and then plus, you know, like because I mean, I talked to KRS about this. You know, I told him I think we should do it, and I told him I think we should do it different than what everyone else is doing. I was like, I think we should maybe go like, because um, I don't know whether they'd be doing 15 or 20 something. I was like, you know, maybe we should 20, go like 20. 20? Okay. Yeah. We maybe like go, go, you know, 10 songs or 12 songs, whatever, you know, a piece, you know. And, but then let's also 
spit verses at each other. Let's really, really battle. Ah, that's you know? real dope. This, yeah, just battle, like go like three rounds of just battle rhymes, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, um, we can even incorporate, you know, uh, like us having B-boys and our break our breakers dance. And then he yep, he yep. said, well, what about the DJs? We can have the DJs. I'm like, yeah. You yeah, know, so. Battle. We, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we. we now, did we, you speak to Swiss? Huh? Did you speak to Swiss about it? Yeah, I I I talked to Swiss, um, uh, um, but I, I think at that time, I think Swiss really thought that there still was some life in making me and Rakim happen, you know. So I think he was hanging on, hoping that you know um, he could you know get that to happen, and you know you know uh, get get Rah's side to agree. You know, Rah Rah wasn't into it. I, I don't know what's going on on their side. I don't. I, I you. That's you yeah. have. You have to. You'd have to that, wouldn't, that, would, that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be bad though. That wouldn't be bad, Kane. I yeah. would like to see. I mean, it's hits upon yeah. hits. It's just too. At the end of the day, I'll be honest with you. I'm only saying this because of uh, my love for any artist that is going to step into that arena. It's 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 a it's a versus, but at the end of the day, it's a celebration of 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 the contributions that you guys have put together, man. So I'm excited to see whoever it is with you. You know what I mean? No, I, I mean, it, 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 it would, you know, it would be fun, man. It would be fun. But, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully we can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I like to see it, you know. you, you Kane, a lot of people, we're going to get into some cooking. We're going to get into a scripted podcast real quick as we wind this down. I do want to say you love to drink, right? And some people in this day and age, like a lot of artists, a lot of MCs, they love to smoke weed. Now, back then, they smoked too, right? But the point I'm trying to make is some people get creative in the studio. You ever wrote a song off of a, a nice glass of scotch? Like, you ever, you, you, you ever like, remember, like, you know, or, or, or it's hard to drink and write, you know? Uh, what was, there's a song I did called 340s and a Bottle of Moet. Mm. Like, uh, that's the name of the song. Uh, mm. Yeah, that was like, like, yeah, that was one of my um, my my drunk moments. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure there were some good ones, you know. Um, when we think about Grandmaster Cash, and for in, for people who who may not know who Grandmaster Cash is, I want you to go look him up so you understand. It's okay, you know, if you're young, you don't feel embarrassed. Learn, ain't nothing wrong with not knowing. Just learn. When we think about Kane, when we think about Grandmaster Kaz and the influence he had on you, I mean, um, do you remember the first time meeting Kaz? And, and yeah, the first I believe the first time I met Kaz was through Biz. I believe it was um, he was with Biz one day, and I met him, and you know I was just fascinated, like I like I could see the whole. Bruce Leroy glow around him and whatnot, you know, like the last dragon and whatnot, like, you know, like, oh, wow, my idol. Like, I can't believe this. I'm not worthy. You know, I was, I was like really, really tripping, you know, cause that's someone, um, back, you know, in 82 when I first started rhyming that I really, really looked up to, you know? Man, just and a true legend. Just person, a he's mad cool and down to earth. You know, I thought it was amazing. And he a fly dude too, you know. Yeah, yeah, 
Oh yeah. He a fly, fly dude. Well, that's his you name, know, Casanova Fly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Actually, that's something I didn't ask you. Big Daddy Kane. Was there anything before that that you were gonna run with that never ran with? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Let me hear Kane. Let me hear Kane. Nah, nah. My my very first rap name was was Tony T. I like that. Yeah. Very first rap name. But Big Daddy so Kane is so much stronger. Yeah. And how did how did for people who don't know how did BDK come up? Like how did that come up? Um, it was like the Tony T thing. I think lasted for maybe a month or so. Um, it was like after I heard Kaz rhyme solo because you know I had like I had I had heard Cold Crush tapes, but I never really paid attention to the rhyme solo. Yep. Once I heard Kaz rhyme solo, you know, I just was like, you know, I, I want to start over. I want to start over. Mm. You know, and I, I I got rid of all the rhymes that I had as 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 wow. as Tony T, and just started rewriting everything, and then I just that's when I started calling myself MC Kane. You know, yeah, and and, and then Big Daddy. Now, once in a blue moon, I would say Big Daddy Kane, but it was now really what did just, the label? What did the label like Big Daddy Kane? Because you know, the labels sometime back then will try to tell you to change your fucking name. Oh nah nah nah! Fly Ty thought it was dope. He thought it was dope. Yeah. I, I remember him telling me a story one time about uh, someone saying that when they heard Big Daddy Kane, they was expecting to um, see this big, humongous dude. And then I walked in the room, and they was like, "You know, where you get this skinny motherfucker?" You know. <laughs> so I did it. You know, and like like Ty just thought that it it was dope. Like I guess the surprise the surprise element. I remember Ty telling me a story one time. That's hysterical. You know, you think about your your stage presence, and I don't know if you, you know, what tools you took to work on it. But it's funny. I had a twenty five year old kid that he works with me on a bunch of things. He's from Atlanta, and uh, he told me he's seen you one day in Brooklyn performing. Never seen you before. It's a big daddy came out. He said, "Yo, this dude." Control the crowd, the mic, uh, and had everybody vibing out. And I was like, man, that that's special for a young cat who don't even know who you are. They'd be like, okay, this dude, like, he sound good. He, he, these words are crazy. It feels good. You know what I mean? Like, to catch what you could give as 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 such a, an incredible MC. I, I love when young kids are open-minded to uh, artists that are older or or artists that you know, forefathers or, or artists that came before them. You know, that's special. You ever see these young kids come up to you just learning about you like a year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny when they ask questions or, or when they make comments, you know. I, I'm like, wow. Like, to hear some of the comments that they make. Like, when they say stuff like, yo, um, you... You were saying all them rhymes by yourself, like like none of them, um, the lyrics was playing on the song, like those was instrumentals, like they shocked, you know that I'm doing that, you know, like yo your breath control is crazy. How old are you? <laughs> you know stuff like that, you know, uh, like you know, it, and it's like um, it's it's like as if like this is something they're not used to saying in hip hop. When I mean this is what we all did in the '80s. You know, there was probably only one or two artists 
that was rhyming over their vocals in the eighties. You yeah. know, everybody yeah. else had instrumentals. That's special know? when you see the young kids do that, man. You know, did you know Biggie back in the day? Did you know him? Did you ever meet him? I've been around Biggie once. Uh, Mr. C had me on the phone with him, I think twice. Two Want to meet seconds. him or just say hello? Or? Um, he wanted my advice on something. Copy. Uh, yeah, one time it was about a song, and one time it was about some business stuff. Um, he wanted my advice on, and like C would call with him on the line, and we would talk, man. <laughs> and like essentially, humor was something else, man. Yeah, yeah. He- like um, I remember one time. Uh, it was about a song where he was worried that someone was going to bite his style and they wanted him to record his vocals first and he didn't want to do it. You know, he felt like, you know, we should record our vocals at the same time. He didn't understand why he had to record his vocals first and then the other person going to do theirs. And he felt like this person, you know, was trying to sound like him. And I'm like, nah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And then Big goes, I mean, yo, can you, yo, you already established this shit, my nigga, man. Why, 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 why ain't trying to sound like you? Why they fucking with me? I ain't even on yet. <laughs> I'm sitting here crying laughing, you know? Yeah. But I mean, um, you know, my advice to him was like, yo, are you, do you think that you're a better MC than dude? He said, mm-hmm. yeah. I can write your best shit. So mm. that way, no matter what he write, it ain't going to be equivalent to what you did. Just mm. write your That's best powerful. shit. That's powerful advice. You know, one thing that C uh, did with you, well, he did a lot of things um, as far as, you know, being involved with your career and stuff. But the house that C built, I feel like that's one underrated, you know, project right there, man. You know, like C, you know, I, I like that. I like to go back and forth on that, you know, like. The house that C built, what's that mean to you? I mean, you know, that was that was that was Mr. C's baby. You know? Uh he didn't even want me in the studio that night. <laughs> he didn't want me giving no ideas or nothing. You know? Um it was him and I believe Easy Moby in the studio together and they put it Shout together. Easy Moby. Yeah, because I think on the first album with Mr. C's master plan, you know, he mm-hmm. pretty much assembled all the cuts, but you know, I'm giving ideas, you know, and I probably was, you know, you know, messing up, messing up his vision. So this time around, he was like, nah, look, I, I got it. I, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So that was his baby, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it, I thought it came out amazing, you know, and he did, he did his thing because I mean, it was, you know, it, it, it was that, that, that house feel, but it still had that hip hop grit to it. Sure. Sure. You know? You know, I, I notice a lot of people, this is a, a regular question. I hate to ask regular question. I really don't even like to ask quite. We just conversate. But when you think back at your career, I mean, 30 plus years, I mean, just so proud to see. Do you have a memorable moment that, that you remember that makes you look back and say, you know, be happy or be proud or, or something? I'm sure there's a lot, but is there one that sticks out to you? Mm. Um. Uh, I, I um. I I one that sticks out is um the Juice Crew reunion. Like mm. um, 
seeing everybody in the daytime and seeing a little tension, a little discomfort. And then by nighttime, we looking like we up at Cold Chilling Records back in 1987 again. Man. You know, it, it was just everybody was all love and everybody snapping on each other and cracking jokes. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that that was like real special. Those were good times. Those were good. Let me yeah. ask you, can, is, there, is smiling allowed in hip hop? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, when you're young, you know, depending on where and how you grew up, you know, that's something that you probably wouldn't do, you know, because you want people to take you serious, you know? You know, you want people to take you serious, you know, especially like back then, the way people looked at at hip hop, the way they perceived absolutely, it. Absolutely. You know, you know, it's like, you know, this is a career that you see being your future and you got someone talking, you know, oh, you, 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 you doing that, that, that hippity, hippity, hippity hop stuff. Get yeah, eye on me, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, you, 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 you want people to take you serious. So, you know, like I said, depending on, you know, how and where you grew up, you know, a lot of cats didn't really smile because they wanted to be taken serious. And then you had some dudes that just were just just real street dudes that just, you know, didn't really wasn't really playful like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I don't see why not, you know. I mean, you know, Dougie Fresh always smiled. Um LL smiled a lot. You know, yeah, cast that smiled a whole lot, you know. Um, you know, salt and pepper, you know. Shouts to salt and pepper. How's your relationship with L? You know, do you, do you find yourself having friends in hip hop later on that maybe you didn't deal with in the beginning? Do you find me like, and L always be cool? Yeah. Me and L, like L, would be at my house on the regular. You know, matter of fact, L L come over <laughs> looking for, for to see what I'm cooking that night. You know, I, yeah, actually, yeah. actually, uh, yeah. And this is something a lot of people may not know, or maybe they do know, but King could cook, man. King could really cook, okay? If we're going to say the King Asiatic, we got to say the Chef Asiatic. Listen, um, what are some dishes that you like to cook, man? What do you, like, let the internet know of how you get down in the kitchen. Um, I like um, Nigerian fish stew. Mm. Um, uh, um, Brown stew, red snapper, um, uh, seafood lasagna. Mm, that, see, um, that's that's special right there. Seafood lasagna. Yeah, um, like for people to eat cheese, I can make it like exquisite. You know, for me, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm dairy free, so I, I use, you know, um, you know, the dairy free cheeses. But I mean, you know, um. People to eat cheese, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I make it like super, super, super sexy, you know. But yeah, um, I like that. Yes. Yeah, are you doing a TV show or a cooking show? I think I heard uh, that was something that you were thinking about doing or being involved well, in. I, I wanted to revamp that. I mean, I thought that we had a good idea, but um, I, I, I think it should be approached differently. You know, you know, I, I, I wanted to look fly. I don't want it to look normal, you know? Absolutely. I don't want it to look like normal. I want it to look fly and different. So we're trying to revamp that whole concept now. I like that. I like that. And 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 I'll tell you, I, I I still have that food, uh, you know, you gotta eat this that I have. So, you know, we 
we definitely going to support you on there. You know, I got to come out um, to where you at one day. Just, just, just maybe even Anytime. just see you cook and tape and bring some, bring a camera there or whatever and let the world know about, like, yeah, Kane's the MC, but he's gets nasty in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know what I like to say? I like to see, even if you did like, Hold up. Some- before you say that, let me just, let me just say this here real quick. Cause um, you know, we, 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 you made me forget my chain of thought. Um, LL, I just wanted to finish with this. Yeah, my bad. I got so much love for that brother. Because let me explain something to you. Out of all the years I've known him, we talk back and forth, pop shit towards each other, laugh and joke about this and that. But, you know, um, I never asked um, for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. as big as he doing it right now in Hollywood, I never asked for anything, you know? But, I mean, I did reach out to the brother and say, yo, um, I need some help on connecting with these people about whoop-de-whoop. And, I mean, like, he had me on the phone with people, I want to say, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Like, the people I wanted to connect with and other people. So, I mean, you know, that's a real brother. I just want Man, you guys to L. That's a real stand-up. I, I, I love LL. Let me tell you, my daughter was 16. I hit him up. I said, yo, L, would you mind to do a video for my daughter? Yo, he sent this shit over the next day. And, um, you know, he, he anytime I needed him, he's always there. So, yeah, you know. It's, it's it, that's a that's a great great dude, LL man. Just a yeah. just a real good dude, and it's good to, it's it's good to see that between y'all too. You know what I mean? Like just brothers, just knowing this hip hop is like peers and colleagues and friends and brotherhood. You know what I mean? Um, but when you spoke about having good, when you say your breath control, you know, or, or just having like, what do you what do you credit that to? You know, for people who do ask that, like, what do you like? Is there something that you did? To help with that, or just it's just regular cane, like just you know. I I I I mean, damn if I know, man. I I mean, maybe because I don't smoke, you know, might be because I don't smoke. I don't know, because I mean, you know, I have asthma, so the hell if I know. I mean, I would think that I'd be breathing crazy, you know. I mean, I, I mean, like struggling to breathe. I mean, you know, because I mean, I have asthma, but uh, you know, I don't know. Now, I guess just knowing me? knowing how to breathe, you know, knowing how yeah. to breathe. I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've practiced certain different things that people have told me, like this stuff that, um, like there was like, um, this, this thing that, um, I saw James Ingram, um, teaching the guy that used to sing on the road with me. Um, and this other stuff that I've seen people talk about, you know, that I try, you know, on my back and on, you know, so I mean, you know, there's different things that I try, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Now, what about tea as an artist with a voice and a powerful voice? Like, do you ever drink like tea or something like that? Do you do you take care? Because you know how like these stenographers and the thing like they they'll insure their hands, you know, like in the in the courtroom. Like, do you take care of the throat? Like, ao pause if I need to. But um, do you take care of the throat? <laughs> I, it's um, a crazy question. I, I, but- I, I do. You know, like um, I I try like not to be in no super cold environment you know before i go on stage um try to make sure that i you know um i've been drinking water and like you know like you know i'm, I'm a red wine drinker but i don't yeah, i don't touch nothing before i do a show you know mm-hmm. I, I i i turn up 
after I come on stage. I don't touch nothing before I do a show. You know. Yeah, you got to be be straight. You know, you got to be straight as an arrow. Now, can we see a wine from Kane? Can we? I because I know you fuck with the wine. I fuck with wine. I love Malbec. I mess with Malbec all day. You know, um, just smooth, just clean. I'm gonna tell you why I really like wine. Growing up, especially as a Brooklyn kid, a lot of my friends, if they would get drunk or sloppy, people were like messing with them back in the day. Like, I mean, as a kid, meaning like I remember this one dude, they shaved his eyebrows off. This dude's sloppy and drunk and whatever. So I I started very early on drinking wine because it kept my head on a swivel. It made me nice, but not stupid. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. I, I I I I was aware of everything that was going on. So I love wine, man. And plus wine pairs great with food. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you get nice fish, a nice seafood, a good wine goes with a beautiful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, we MC search and shouts to MC search reaches out to me, tells me that there's a scripted podcast out there called, did you hear that one about big daddy Kane? Now that'll change every season, but the inaugural season is on the one and only the King Asiatic big daddy Kane. You know, what made you, want to do it like what made you because i heard i heard it It sounds beautiful the sounds the birds the subway whatever the 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 the, the, the radio the, like the i i love i love the inserts what made you want to do it you know well um, you know first of all search has an amazing way of pitching something to you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that he's that car salesman in the, yeah. in the loud suit. You know, he has an amazing pitch. Yeah, you know? Um, but um, you know, I I I've been thinking about you know doing a book, and couldn't really f- uh, figure out the correct way. And people that have offered to. To, to write it for me. I, I didn't think that they were the right person telling it right. And then just hearing what Search was talking about, I'm like, well, this is me telling it. Sure. You know, and I don't think nobody can tell it better than me, you know? So, yeah, this would be perfect. Yeah, yeah let's I think, do it. I think, I think the, the, the world is going to really enjoy it. Um, you know, do you have a date it's dropping? Do you have a date? Uh, I'm not sure the exact date. That it I'm should be sure. dropping soon, but yeah. internets, listen, I'm going to let you know. Kane is going to let you know, okay? So depending on when this episode drops, okay, either check uh, uh, Kane's Instagram, my Instagram, or just listen. You'll know about it because it's going to get pushed out there. More importantly, social media, Kane. You like it? You like Instagram? You know, you, you mess with it? Like, you know? Because no, you adapted I mean, well, you adapted well to it, Kane, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm on it, but I mean, you know, it, it's it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's great that you can meet so many people and connect with so many people and have conversations. Because it's like, you know, you come off stage, you know, it's not like you're going in the crowd holding a conversation with everyone, you know? So, I mean, the fact that you can actually respond to people's comments and stuff and, you know, talk with them, I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, to build a relationship, you know, with your followers, you know, and I, I think that's great, you know. I just yeah, think right. that, you know, I think that, you know, with social media right now, because because of the fact that it gives everyone a voice, majority of the people listen not to learn but to debate. You mm, know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, mm. You're right. 
They don't. They they they're just waiting to respond. Uh, they, they're not even listening to what the hell you're saying. You're right. That's a, that's a gem right there. You know, when you just came out, I remember hearing you talk about that you wanted to uh, be like a combination of Malcolm X and Marvin Gaye. You know, mm-hmm. do you remember saying that? Yeah, I've always. Why said that. why why were they your inspirations? What made what made them be your inspirations at the time? I think that Malcolm X. I mean, I look at Malcolm X as uh, as 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 an amazing leader, as a prophet, mm-hmm. and I look at him as someone that you know had a vision, you know, and wanted to uplift his people. I see him as someone that wanted to really uplift his people, and he had a vision, you know, and wasn't scared to get down, you know, in the hood to you know um, to build with his people. You know, and then with Marvin Gaye, you know, I feel like um, he was this, this, this soul singer, man, that just knew how to, I mean, just this amazing voice that knew how to appeal to everyone on so many different levels, man, whether it's a sensual level, whether it's a political level, Mm, mm. you know, Rather, it's a, a a fun level, but he just knew how to appeal to you, you know, through his music. You're right. What's yeah. going on? Let's get it on. You know, just those two. Just look, look, look at how you're right. You're right. Wow. Man, rest in peace uh, to both of those good brothers, man. Yeah, both of those good brothers. You know, Kane, as we wind this down, I didn't I didn't say this to you before. But we were speaking about Kane, uh, uh, you hear me, Kane, Jay Z shouting you out in his music. But a lot of younger artists, and I've ran through a couple, you know, when I'm in the studios or taping or whatever, a lot of people know you as as being the person who give Kane his, I mean, you hear me, well, I keep on saying, Kane, what am I drinking in the afternoon? Give Jay Z his first cosign, you know? Do you remember that time? Do you remember that? You know, and why did you do that, like, you know, at that time? And, and, and I can see, I know who you are as a person, I can see why you did it, but what made you do it, you know? I thought that Jay was dope. You know, I went over to um, Fresh Gordon House um, uh, to record a mixtape with Jazz O. And Jazz asked me, could his man rhyme on the tape? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, we start spitting, we doing our thing. And I'm listening to both of them. Then after we left, um, one of the cats from the Shirt King, Nike, Nike from the Shirt Kings, he was like, yo, the real reason we wanted you to do this drink with Jazz O is because we want to um, shop him, him a new deal. So you mind working with him? You know, and I was like, you know, on the real, I kind of like the light-skinned motherfucker better. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. can I work with him? You know, and, you know, that's how me and Jay ended up connecting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. That <laughs> you think about his career, man, and where he's gone with it, man. It, it, it's crazy. Another Brooklyn dude, man. Another Brooklyn dude. Yeah. It's, Yo, we it's gotta... Wait, what did you say again? My bad. No, I said Brooklyn yeah. breeds. Brooklyn breeds just different people. I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm not trying to be. There's a lot of talent all over the world, but Bro- Brooklyn breeds different people. You know. I totally agree. I totally but agree. You, you, what were you gonna say? You gonna say something? No, I was just going to say that, like, you know, thinking back how, like, you know, when I used to have Jay on the road with me, how quiet he was, 
to see, you know, what he's become and how he did it, man. I'm like just so proud of that dude. You know, you know, really truly proud of him, you know. Like, yeah, it's real. been a blessing to see. Another good brother, Eric B. I remember you saying Eric B was a dude that had like one of the few dudes that had keys to your motherfucking house. Yo, Kane. <laughs> Back in the day, keys to your house? That's a big thing, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I had just bought the house, but I had to go on to L.A. to film something. So I couldn't be there. Like, I was gone for, like, like weeks, you know? So, you know, Eric was... But, like, I had bought the furniture, like, um, from an interior decorator. So I had yeah. picked out all the pieces and everything. But I wasn't there. So Eric was there letting dude in, telling him, yeah, put that wall unit there. Put the couch over there. Yeah, take that bedroom set upstairs. First bedroom to the left. You know, you know, like, you know, like he was there giving them instructions, telling them what to do, you know. Um, but I mean, Eric is my dude, man. Like, I, I, I'm i laughing because I just talked to Eric yesterday and he had me like damn near in tears from laughing, man. Like, like, that's my dude, man. Like, you talk about someone being the same person. When mm -hmm. you first met them, that's Eric B. Eric B today is the same Eric B from back in 86, man. You know? Man, you yeah. got to give love to somebody who never switches it and who never changes up yeah, their style too, too. against you, you know? You know I mean, uh, yeah, yesterday. Oh, man. It's always good to get a laugh, man, right? It's always good to get a laugh with old friends. Absolutely. That's the beauty of life. You know, that's the beauty of life, Kane. You know, before we go, I do want to mention Symphony, one of my favorite songs. You know, it's so funny when you think about, you know, Ralph McDaniels. Like, funny thing is, when we were doing podcasting early on, you know, like meeting Combat Jack show, I remember Ralph came up and was telling that story about how uh, that you couldn't make the video shoot and all that happened. You know, that song is incredible. You know, how long did it take you to write those lyrics? Because one of my favorite lyrics is, um, put a cord, you know, what do you say? Uh, put a cord in your ass because you played yourself. Bring me back to the, the lyric before that. Um, Battling me is hazardous to health. Put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Yeah, yeah. How, does that just, how does that come, like, yo, Kane, did you just put your pen to the paper and it came out, or you were thinking in your mind you wrote it down? How does that even, because... I mean, you know, like, stuff like that, stuff like that are, like, lines that I think about, you know? Those be, like, one-liners that I have in my head, really, just to say to people in, 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 you know, regular conversation, you know, like, you know, you, you hanging out at the pool hall or at the barber shop, you hear all the slick stuff that the older cats be saying, you start picking up on that stuff and you start, you know, trying to create your own little slick little slang, you know? So, you know, yeah. like stuff like that, you know, it's, it's like a basic, you know, it's just basic conversation, you know, you're sitting there like, you're like, oh man, come on, man, you ain't saying nothing slick to a can of oil. You know, stuff like that. You know, just stuff you say in regular conversation. So, you know, you writing a new rhyme, you, you know, you throw some of that up in there. Now, because of everything that happened, you know, obviously I think it's public knowledge or something, but what happened? You got like um, on the bus going up there, something happened. You, so you couldn't make the video shoot in Symphony, right? Where the hell did right. you tape that? Uh, where, my where, part, where, I, I think we was in like some studio in Manhattan where I, I filmed my part. Mm, mm. You know, as you grow older as an artist, how many songs do you still have in the can? And the reason why I say that for is, do you, you know, as an, as, as, as entrepreneurs, as freelancers, um, 
you know, we don't have a 401k, you know, we don't have a pension, right? We can make our own, right? But for an artist, it's always a lot of songs, right? So people can have something when you're not here, right? Do you just bank songs or bank catalog or have things that you could leave, God forbid, if anything ever happened to you? I have I have a few. I have a few. Yeah. You ever yeah. look at it like a will? You know what I'm talking about? Like you ever look at it like that? Nah, I I I I I never looked at it that way. Nah. But I guess you can, you know. Yeah. But any I don't wanna I I'm just saying because we don't talk about that shit enough in the sense of just preparing nah. like I remember, you know? Yeah, I remember Just Blaze. I told Just Blaze, like, he, he's like, yo, you got to fill out a will. I'm like, yeah, if I fill out a will, it's kind of like I'm being prepared to die. He's like, yeah, well, that's going to happen. And I was like, all right, whatever. I guess you're right. But listen, Kane. Tell you what, anybody that don't think they're going to die, keep living. See what happens. <laughs> this is the last one, Kane. Last, first of all, I want everyone, okay, when this comes out, you heard that one about. Big Daddy Kane, okay? It's a story about Big Daddy Kane. It's his life story. It's his journey. It has people from all walks of life, all people in his life. I mean, it's incredible. I told you before, I listened to it. I want you to go check it out. I want you to download it, okay? But more importantly, I want you to tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Shouts to MC Search again about it. Listen, King, when you think about Ain't No Half-Stepping, how the fuck did you come up with that? Um, is it just a word you said, and then you said you're gonna make it into a track. Oh well, nah, you know that's from the um, the Heat Wave song, "Ain't No Half Stepping," mm-hmm. um, from the um, "Hot to Handle" album. Um, it was like, um, you know, I mean, you know, that's that's that, that was like um, um, popular slang um, in the, in the late '80s. Sure, sure, sure. No, you know, I- you know everybody was saying, "Well, stop half stepping, man." Yep. You know, that was just regular slang. So um, when I heard the Heat Wave joint and that they had the, the Ain't No Half Stepping as a song, you know, um, I just brought it over to Marley and asked him, to, you know, to, to sample that up, you know, like, you know, you loop this up. Because Biz gave me the actual beat. Now, Ryan, Biz gave me that beat. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I'm correct, it was the day that Biz found um, the... The the, the 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 music, the record for um just a friend. Okay, okay. He didn't use it. I think the following year, but I think he had just found it then because he had been looking for this for like I want to say a good two years, and he had mm-hmm. finally found that you got what I need. Uh, which, which was a smash hit. Yeah. So he called Cool V Crib, all excited about finding it. Shout and, to yes, sir, and like. Me and Cool V had just been looking through some 45s that Biz had already bought. And we found the Blind Alley record and Cool V looped it up in, um, you remember the, the mixer that used to yeah, have the yep. sample? Yeah. yeah. He looped it up in there and I'm just spitting to it. And I'm like, yo, Biz need to give me this. And that's when Biz called, talking about, yo, I found it, I found it. So I'm like, yeah, let me holler at him, let me holler at him. So I'm like, so Biz, man, since you're all excited about that, you probably don't even need this Blind Alley record from the emotions no more, right? He, you can have that shit. I'm my man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I need to hear, you know? Yeah. And then Ain't No, ain't no Half-Stepping was born, you know? Yeah. Kane, do you have a favorite song of yours? Set It Off. There you go. 
Here you go. I, I, I knew you had one. Just like Jay has one. Allure. I love oh. Allure, man. Allure. Yeah. He said. Set it off with my energy. That's why I always yeah. do it first. Yeah. But. That's how you break. That's how you break in. Listen, Kane. Um, it's been a it's been an honor and a pleasure to sit down with you and go over the journey. You know, lastly, I will say, I'm sure you're tired of hearing this shit, but you know, when you think about your days and 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 and, and when I think of like Kane and being an icon, you think about this photo shoot and you look back to those days. When I remember seeing the photo, I'm like, yo, this shit looks so beautiful. You know, not meaning what was going on, meaning you being involved in that, the way it looked, like, you know what I mean? Like, did you know you were about to be in this book with Madonna? Did yeah, I mean, she, 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 asked, she asked me to be in it. You know? No, I know that sounds normal, but I didn't know, if, you know, you knew that was going to happen beforehand, you know? Oh, no, no, no. It was like some spur of the moment thing. Like, we were on a promotional tour for Warner Brothers, and at the end of the day, she mentioned it to me. Like, I came to thank her for um acknowledging me in the hospital. We are like, you know, like some of the kids, you know, it was like, you know, little white kids, you know, didn't know who I was, you know. So, you know, she acknowledged, I, was, I came to thank her for doing that. And then she told me about the book. You know, she was like, you know, I'm doing a book. I'd love to have you in it. And I was like, I would be honored. And but did you know what type of book it was? I right, listen, I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you. Um, she said, I'd like to have you in the book. I said, I'd be honored. And then she said, um, well, it's going to pretty much be nude photos. And I said, well, shit, even better. And we just <laughs> laughed and, you know, made it happen. Okay, the way you said even better is so classic. Um, yo, I could go on with you for days, man. You you, you got to go cook some food or hang out with the family. Uh, I look forward to coming down there and, and yeah, doing something, you know? Yeah, and doing something we do. But listen, Kane, I appreciate you. I'm so glad to see you out here doing your thing in 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 the next chapter in life. You know what I mean? Um, it's special, man. It's special to see, especially to hear that you're still talking to different artists and laughing like Eric B and enjoying life. You know that means a lot. You know, um, to be able to get out and do that, especially during these times that we're living in. You know, so. Internet, I don't got to say no more. The one and only Brooklyn's own Big Daddy Kane. Make sure you check out that scripted podcast. Did you hear that one about Big Daddy Kane? Oh, yeah. The one and only Big Daddy Kane, BDK. Man, that was a legendary episode. I just wish it was in person. But when we do the return one, we'll do that next time. Internets, thank you for rocking out with me. Okay? And here goes the time where I'm going to give you some info. You want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Small brand. Big brand, little brand, medium brand, whatever you decide that you are, okay? You could advertise on the Premium Pete Show or other podcasts. We, uh, I do that too. Just email me, thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpetshow at gmail.com. You have questions about podcasting, producing podcasting. Maybe your company wants to start a podcast. You need help. You want to advertise. You have questions, email me. The Premium Pete Show at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe. We're available everywhere iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. We're also on YouTube. Now, YouTube, we've been a little late to, but we have a lot of behind the scenes and full clips there. Make sure you go subscribe. Make sure you go rate and dig in the catalog. I want to tell you if you dig in the catalog, you might find some episodes that you didn't even know that I did. Okay? Now, I don't got no more or anything else to say except this. Internets, peace and blessings to you and yours. 
Thanks for rocking out with the Premium Pete Show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you go get that Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce at Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce.com. And I'll see you next episode. Peace.